Have you ever had an idea for a podcast or audio series, but never followed up on it because you don't know where to start? Global Village is here to help turn your dream into reality. From expert scripting and seamless production to high-quality audio and visual recording, we make podcasting simple, even remotely from our virtual studio. Whether you're looking to captivate podcast listeners or reach a broader audience on social media, we have the tools and expertise to amplify your voice across all platforms. Don't wait any longer. Email us at info at globalvillage.studio and let's bring your podcast to life together. Ayo, ayo, ayo. Ayo is the best place to start. Is ayo too old? Is ayo very old school? It, it is old school, my guy. Is it? Is ayo <laughs> is old school, Abi? Very old school. I have a, I have a, I have a record request for you, Osagi Alonge. All right, ayo is old school. What do people say now? Hey, hey, hey. What do people say? I don't know. Once you start asking that question, that means you're old. So just just go with the flow. <laughs> or already. You've already, you've already yeah. lost the plot. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. So what do you say, Ayo? What do what's you up say? Now? That's what I, no, what's up is like neutral. Generationally neutral. Like, yes. What's up, Alpha? That's the safe space. Hmm. Regardless of your of, of which yep. generation you come from, once you just say what's up, everybody follows. Everybody gets it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Steve, you are going to say something, please. No, I, I just wanted to like make a request from for um, some record. <laughs> like you are listening to Ray Power or something. Yes, yes. Did you guys ever listen to um, um, straight f- straight from the heart on Saturday morning? Um, who who was the OAP? Who was the host? No, it, was, it could be anybody. It was a recorded show, right? The um, but they would intro. It was how I put it. It was radio drama. It was radio drama. Mm-hmm. Right, so every Saturday morning, you know, there will be a host who say, "Oh, we have, you know, on this episode of, you know, Straight from the Heart, is a story about whatever, whatever." So it's usually a love story. Somebody gave, you know, two lovers. Somebody, you know, got somebody pregnant, and the guy went, came back a few years later. Like this, it, it was radio, basically radio drama on Saturday mornings. Like, couple of times. Switch on the radio. 
and they you know had this um i think it was uh what's his name brand what's that guy's name oh, the rock guy they will play a song i've been dreaming straight from the heart i'll, I'll try to remember it ah uh, uh, ray power every saturday morning oh i know why i didn't listen heart. to it radio i was listening to everything back then saturday morning why sold out we should oh, steve and ld extra okay. large so that's why i didn't get it no yeah oh no wonder no wonder Ripper saturday morning straight from the heart classic classic some people who are listening to this pod will remember it radio drama i don't they, they don't do any radio drama they anymore. should do i believe some of those government-owned radio stations would do one by one remember one by one one by one oh, so life my brother <laughs> you know so some classic you know classic stuff like that yeah but radio drama right now if i want to experience anything close to radio drama it's podcasts because there are some yeah that's true. you know there are some podcasts and people are very creative i was listening to one i never followed up but maybe i should go and follow up i was listening to one where there were zombies it was almost like the walking dead kind of and it was like radio drama it was amazing and you would hear like all the sounds you know man see people are putting obviously no. obviously i've heard a wolverine podcast before i think marvel did it about wolverine yeah hmm. Hmm. mad you know and there's always stuff like that but yeah I, I remember listening to that one and it was amazing like you know the storyline made sense everything made sense the characters or everything and on the new episode the same previous episode they'll give you like the yeah. recap of the episode before and I, you know those are like and you know that's just radio drama or, or like drama right because they are basically acting you know acting off a script and then you have stuff like serial um s town i remember one time i really go after listening to to uh serial i really got into like oh crime podcast that is oh god shout out to all the women who listen to crime podcast i don't know why women are attracted to crime podcasts and documentaries but shout out to them i don't know i don't know man i really got into it back then i went to listen to one right this kid was kidnapped 24 years ago wow and and they were just doing this like and they, they just started you know investigating but the kid was kidnapped like 24 years ago man that podcast Man, that podcast was that podcast would take a lot from me. If I can remember it, we'll put in the show notes. There was that one. Then there was another one of a lady who was killed. You know. And they were investigating. Oh man, some really good podcasts. You know, I think that's when I really stopped. Because I started listening to like other stuff. That was amazing as well. Um there's this one from Gimlet. It's about a town called Providence. Let me see if I can still remember Providence. Let me Google it. 
podcast gimlets. That one too is like amazing. Yes. Okay. Oh, Crime Town. Oh my God. Crime Town was, Crime Town is a classic. So there's a place called Providence and then, you know, they start following all the males that people that became males in the city there was one guy who was really like a man of the people championed it and everything then became mayor then became corrupt and they followed the whole thing like these italian monsters and gangsters as well you know and some of them are in jail and then they go and interview some of them that are in jail and they are recounting the stories and then they recount oh man see i remember like that time i used to drive to like lekki right and maybe my wife will be in the car or something. I won't even tell her about anything. I'll just play the podcast and we'll just be listening. And she'll just be like, oh, so what happened to that, <laughs> you know, guy? She's you caught know, up with it. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you, you know what they say, like, you know, convince someone to, like, listen to a podcast. Just yeah. play the podcast. Don't, don't you know, uh, before I try and convince people, maybe you should listen to this podcast. Nah, 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 nah. Just play the podcast if they're there. Play it in the background. And if they love it, they would get hooked to it. The same way I talk about crypto. Convince people to... You're not the convince people now, now. Don't... Uh, don't... Uh, don't try and convince. Just no, they, them, send them some At this point, try to now, they know they convince anybody <laughs> for anything again. When you check uh, <laughs> the dollar rate in the money, if you call your doctor first that your BP is rising. <laughs> you know how far. Let me even check. Where is crypto now? Crypto is creepy. <laughs> so let me even check. You've been checking since now. You of course. You know. No, I mean, let me check. I'm an investor for crypto now. Okay, okay. okay. Him and Elon Musk are in the same WhatsApp group. <laughs> it's crazy. It's him and Elon Musk. Bitcoin yeah. is 51,000 right now. 51,700 or something. See, a few months ago, right? Just a few months ago. I would even say a year ago, Bitcoin was at... It looked as if it was the end of um, Bitcoin. Because it was crashing like yeah. mad. By a year ago, by a year ago, Bitcoin was about 25,000. So if you had put... If you had... And if anybody invested in Bitcoin as a... Or bought Bitcoin when it was at 25,000, right now, you have doubled your investments. But you know the crazy part? It is at 51,000 people will now start buying. <laughs> the human psychic is... So it doesn't work like that, but people don't get, like... Well? Hmm. At the day we day. Now that it's at 51, everybody's now... Yeah. I mean, I need to get... And it's not get volatile now, and it start swinging, and people start panicking. So, uh, no, it's... Remember the deep? Remember that it was dipping? People say, I don't buy deep, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I don't think I don't th- well I think right now people don't have like that more disposable income as of as at uh, 2020 right when everybody was trading and all that and it was fun to trade and people who haven't traded they traded before you know were just going down 2020 was everybody everything that year yeah. everybody, everybody was doing was everything that year yeah. you know <laughs> It, it was crazy. I remember my ex-girlfriend, you know, she I saw her tweet just saying, ah, people said I should buy this thing that my money will increase and I've lost yeah, But that, that's what I told to her now. I just hit her up that. 
Yeah, but I just hit up and said, yo, where did you spend? I said, they said I should buy this coin and I bought it and they said that my money will increase when I buy it. I'm like, are you just going to just listen to random Osage, people and just Osage, buy stuff? This is a country like that. that MMM. Pulse was doing daily articles, daily updates on our website and on Facebook and people are insulting us. We told Nigerians that in December, first week in December, MMM will crash. They say they like God will punish you people. They are tools of the federal government. What happened? That first week in December. Ah, they, they, attacked <laughs> us. they attacked us for that. They attacked us yeah. for that MMM. Hey. Ah, they attacked us. Serious attack. I will never forget. I think that's when that's when I, I gave it up for yeah. for Nigerians. <laughs> Nigerians are like I beg, I beg. I beg. Anyways. Okay. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, yep, Zeus yep, yep, Talk. Yep. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You guys yep. should thank yep. you, Ayo. I love that, you know. You know why? You know why? To, you know why? Let me explain why Steve can't do this. Why? You know when you used to wear small, watch Entry Channel 5, speak out. And when they say introduce speak out, everybody clap, 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 clap. But it was that time for Ugeli television, not to that area. Nobody, so that's why. Points, points, points. Speak out for Nigeria. Points, points, Speak out. Nigeria's first civilization came through, came which, from which, South South. Which civilization was that? Right. Right. With, our, with, our, with, our, with our trade history. Which, with which, 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 who, who is giving you all these alternative facts that you are bringing to this podcast? I don't know the alternative the first, facts, facts now. That's because the first historical facts. That we got Portuguese people were not really the first strategic. historical facts that why, Steve is bringing out. He's bringing out some shaky. Okay, let's go and Google it. I'll Google it. <laughs> well, you know what is uh, crazy? Somebody uh, was accused of lying. A person who is a spokesperson for the president came on national TV and said, it's not a lie, it's just it is, alternative, facts. alternative facts. Alternative facts. <laughs> oh, I forgot. That was a lifetime ago. Oh, well, that was a lifetime. Oh, That's skinny woman. What's her name? But it's not. It's not Loretta, no, right? No, this one has better wigs. This one has no, better wigs. This is America now. This is Kelani. This is Kel- oh, yeah, yeah, that's Kel- true. That's Kel- uh, Kelly and Conway. That's true, Kelly and Conway. Trump's. I thought you should tackle her. I thought you should tackle her on TikTok. When I'm upset, like, just not go on TikTok and say, say rubbish. And the husband, the husband is anti-Trump. family. Kelly and Conway. He said. You know, um, it, it's not a lie. It's it's just yeah, alternative. It's alternative. You don't want that. You don't want that. Take out. Oh my God! Ah, no, the election year is coming wild. again in America. Another year of basketballs. Hmm. Anyways, how you guys doing, man? Oh my deal. What's up? Deal. We're just chilling, man. I'm actually, I'm actually I'm actually not doing fine. I'm just so tired. I know, Mr. <laughs> Nairobi. <laughs> Mr. East Africa. What's good? Oh well. Bro, just coming to this country and just going through this whole like fuel light situation. Welcome, welcome, just welcome back, welcome back, welcome mm-hmm. back. Thank you. It's How's just Nairobi. Tell Nairobi us what's really wrong down. The weather, um, start from the weather. So you escape the heat. That's the first yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Escape the heat. It was, it was really fun. Um, I was just, I was having like 21 wow. degrees all through. Really, really cold. And I enjoyed it. I, like, I was just so good. 
you know um mm-hmm. the, only, the only time I, I like I, I tried putting on something thick like the jacket or something was like the first or second first day from the second day i was like man i better just take this thing <laughs> Um, <laughs> just gather around so that if I reach the I feel the sock as well. I feel the sock as well. You know, so yeah, it was it was really good. I, I really the theme of the, the theme of my Nairobi stay is like I really worked hard and I still I played hard. Like I was <laughs> I was out almost mm-hmm. every day. Good, good, good. So it was really good. Uh, you know, Nairobi like night Nairobi's night life is night life is very, very, very impressive. Yeah, very so impressive. It was what Lagos was. 20 years 25 30 years ago actually um yeah so yeah it was really good I enjoyed myself um but it was stressful but i also played a lot so yeah it's good tell me about the um like how you spent money and what the price of the items you bought compared to like nigeria um the price. Okay, let How me, much was like a bottle of water? Did you just uh, convert? Bottle, a bottle of water was 200, um, 200 shillings. Um, I would say that... How much is a shilling to a naira now? Shilling to a naira... I didn't calculate it like that, Shah, because I just I took I took dollars to... Good boy. To Nairobi. <laughs> but, but a hundred dollars is... Um, a hundred dollars is 14,000 shillings. Do you get okay? Mm-hmm. One hundred dollars is fourteen thousand shillings, so that will give you an idea. Okay, um, so bank rate it's um, one Kenyan shilling equals ten point five six Nigerian naira. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was seven. Oh, base fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was really good, and um, I I found it um cheap, like really, really. Um, I found it cheaper than than, than Lagos. Because mm-hmm. I, I know what hundred what a hundred dollar will give me in, in Nigeria, right? And how long it will last me. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, it was really I have I had no complaints at all. I have no complaints at all. Um even in terms of like the prices of things that like, they're really really moderate, not like pricey. It was really good. Like and you know, the things you buy, there's like value for money for it, right? Yeah. Um yeah, so yeah, that's just just that's just it. Um I found that like I, I changed a hundred a hundred dollar you know, into like thirteen thousand fourteen thousand shillings, and with fourteen thousand shillings you can really 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 like have a a very very fun you know you can you can afford a lot of things with a hundred dollar um, in Nairobi more than in Nigeria. Can have a good time. Can have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, the their current their currency actually gained value while I was there. Do you, un- oh, do you understand? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, like the few, like the one week I was there, they actually because the first time I changed, I got more. I got more. Sh- I got um, more shilling than the second time I changed because the currency had gained. The Kenyan shilling had gained um, compared to the American dollar. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's um it was so somehow sorry to me because <laughs> in Nigeria every <laughs> day money <laughs> video. So it was really really interesting, you know. Um, the most important for Nigerians, the most important um, 
Twitter account. Mm, the, uh, mm. the most important Twitter account is that uh, yeah. Naya rate. Now, why your guy for you do that? I was thinking about blocking. I was thinking about blocking why? that guy. But also block him. <laughs> but also yank him up. Why? That guy gives it gives me anxiety. To be very honest, or thanks. Like I every time you, I see yeah. that guy's tweets, like I feel the way I feel. The way I feel, right? I, I was I was telling someone today, like all of a sudden I'm, I'm beginning to understand the Mifili. I don't I don't I didn't support the idea of you thinking that oh someone publishing something is the result of you know, but the it makes me feel somehow like it makes me feel a certain type of way like it depresses me anytime I see that daily update. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was the same thing that happened to Mifili, right? And he was looking for a reason to justify it <laughs> by saying it's what it was what was causing. The rise in, in the price of FX in Nigeria. Yeah. I mean, is anything is if anything is reminding you of your failure, you want to block yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. Someone tweeted. Someone, someone tweeted my mind today. Uh, I posted it and like um tweeted it and like they quoted that quoted a daily update and said even yourself you don't do. <laughs> you understand? I remember you when you know it was the Afcon period and I think we had won a game or something. And then the guy just tweeted the narrate. Someone just like, can we just enjoy this moment, Mr. Narrate? Oh, <laughs> you know, but the market oh, forces is the market forces. Yeah, it doesn't care. It doesn't care. It has, it has no feelings. It doesn't care it about no you, feelings, bro. Man. Yeah, it has no it feelings. It has no feelings at all. Yeah, it, it keeps it going. Keeps it going. It keeps it going. Should we start with that? Should we start with um what denara like where we are right now in the economy should we start because there are a lot of things that we've discussed around that you know so with this um, hoarding of supposed hoarding of food banning of hoarding of food you know control of pricing and all this should we just yeah, let's kick off. Let's kick off. yeah we, we should start there but i want to ask why you freeze to play my, my songs for me is it that you're not ready to play any music you're not in the mood or like why why have you refused my request which song? Sorry, did you ask for which song? Yes, I asked for something. Now I said you should play play me something that signifies no light, no energy, in energy like just something that you know tells the story of, the a, day. of a group of certain people. A group of certain people in Africa not having electricity. Just please help us. That's okay, how I, you I, can. I got you. you. All right. I got right. you. I'll, I'll play it in the, in, due, in due time. I, I'm launching the. I'm launching my my studio. Okay, no problem, no problem. No problem. I, go, I have the perfect song. And you know the funny thing? One of your favorite artists is on the song. <laughs> okay. I got you. Uh, uh, I uh, curate music, no worry. Uh, uh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You know? They do press up. <laughs> they do press up. Oh, All right. Good. So, yes, I want us to start with a tweet. You see, Nigerians, eh? Nigerians, my people, Nigerians. Eh? Nigerians are some of the most ridiculous people that you can ever meet. Ridiculous. And the thing is that, the thing about Nigerians is that Nigerians will dress well, will occupy, you know, certain positions, right? Will... I don't know how to explain it. Will come off as some of the most intelligent people right then they will say some of the most stupid things ever because they have an experience right 
I have great example. There's a lady on Twitter. I'm also, I think, in one of our WhatsApp groups where, you know, she's quite uh, popular, so to say, with some of her takes. And because of those takes, people sort of respect her. Right? Then she goes ahead and tweets a few days ago. As far as we keep betting against the Naira, it cannot rise. Before you complain, reflect on how you are contributing to the situation. Osage, now I came, <laughs> I came up with a theory this week. That when you see tweets like this, right, yeah. where they are blindly patriotic yeah. or so, it's three things that are involved. Three things, yeah. most likely. One, they're benefiting okay. from the political elite. They're part of the political elite and they're benefiting from it. Two, they want to be mm. part of the political elite. So those are the poor people who want to be part of the 1% ruining this country. And three, which is very, very plausible, the person is just plain stupid. Yeah, those are the three reasons yeah. why you see an yeah. overtly yeah. patriotic human being in this country. Blindly yeah. patriotic. Those are the three reasons. Is that you are chopping from the government? You want to chop from the government or you are just plain stupid? Because I'm trying um, to understand the, the implication of that plain stupid, right? Is that mm -hmm. you are the biggest oh, victim, victim of yeah. Nigeria? Yeah, you will be the biggest victim because you are poor. Because because you are patriotic. Just imagine someone being patriotic and really, really living living the patriotism. That means hoping that the Nera gains value. So the person in in twenty twenty three, that's last year would have, say, 20 million naira in his account, but I would say, no, Nigeria will get better. There's no need to change it to dollar. And have 20 million naira now. And the implication is that his money, his or her money has lost value in a year. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. Does it make sense, right? So yes. the person not taking actions, right, and to protect himself against the, against Nigeria, are the, the person will become the biggest victim of Nigeria. You know? So when I see people on Twitter saying, as long as you people, uh, I suggest the government go and, you know, um, lock all dumb accounts in Nigeria and change all the money to Naira. What's the, what's, the, what's the safest thing to assume? The easiest thing to assume? That the person does not have yeah. any dumb accounts. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the safest thing to You know? Yeah. So, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to, to be betting for something historically, right? That has never, like... That, like it, like history and record eh, are against you and you're still following betting for something it doesn't make sense you know so i just feel it's a certain is is like i all said is either you're for the government or you're just stupid yeah oh you're trying to you're, you're propositioning yeah. yourself to exactly to be for the join. government yeah exactly yeah uh, me i even want to say something what does patriotism have to do with with market market forces like the, what does you know what's what, what does patriotism have to do with that there are two different things how how less patriotic are you because you are you know holding a currency that has a higher exchange value like how does that make you less patriotic you are betting against the country. country you don't want the naira to rise okay so this person tweets this right and then um Someone who's also popular on Twitter who tweets about like the economy and someone I follow and respect replies and says, personal safety before patriotism, especially when people at the helm of affairs have chosen themselves over and above the True. people they claim to serve. 
right? It says tweet revision. As far as you do not show the people you care for them, you care enough for them, they will continue to do whatever it takes to protect themselves, even if it includes shorting the currency in which you collect taxes to Hades. Now this person now replies and says, patriotism should be a personal value. A lack of patriotism by leaders does not mean citizens should not hold themselves <laughs> to a higher standard. I hold myself to a higher standard. I hold yeah, myself that. to a higher standard. Yeah. If it implodes, who's, who's at risk or whose risk is higher? Personal safety at this point is a threat to a collective safety. We all need to do better. I want to ask that person a question. Sorry, I said to cut you off. Like, yeah. sir or madam, whoever, whoever asked that question, uh, whoever that person was, <laughs> if they say you should bet your life that Nigerian leaders will do something that is good for the country, or do something that will better themselves, like will enrich themselves. What do you think the chances are that they will choose the latter option, the second option, where they will enrich Nigerians, make the country better? Eleven out of ten times, it has we've seen that Nigerian politicians will choose themselves over this country. So I'm just following what they are doing. If they too have dollars somewhere, I will stack my own dollar too now. Ah, uh -uh, come on, I can't be the person that is losing here. I'm sorry. Somebody now asks the person, says, what are the practical examples we can take to make it rise? Then this person replies, says, stop holding dollars just because. What is just because? <laughs> Who's holding dollars just because? Just because. Stop making it a value of exchange locally. Create exportable value. For people that are listening to this podcast and do understand, I think we can, let's be as simple as possible. Because some people still like reach out to me and say, oh, why why should I really, you know, like, you know, save money in dollars? Why can't I just save it in Naira? You know, etc, etc. Let's break it down like it's as simple as possible. There are two towns, right? There's town A and there's town B. Town A, right, produces apples, right? Town B produces bananas and then there's like the general markets or or wherever right now town a's one apple and town b's um one banana are equal right so they can literally exchange one apple for one banana right very that like that's the beginning of everything very simple straight to the point all right then as time goes by, right, town A that, you know, produces apples or has apples goes to the market and they want to buy, I don't know, they want to buy an iPhone, right? And, you know, whoever's selling the iPhone, iPhone says, oh, you need five apples to buy the iPhone, right? Same as town B. Town B needs five bananas to buy an iPhone. And, you know, life goes on and everybody's going well. Then some some point in time, town, town A that has apples goes to the market and wants to buy like another iPhone. And then the in the markets, you know, the big markets, they say, oh, you, you, you know, you need more than five apples to buy an iPhone. No, you need seven apples, right? And town B is like, oh, what? I need seven apples. Okay, here are seven apples. But town A now notices that town B is still buying the iPhone for what? For only five bananas doesn't need seven bananas yeah right it then means that the one apple is no more equal to one banana 
Because even when Tanay goes to Tambi and they want to exchange an apple for a banana, Tambi is not saying, ah, for every five uh, apples you give me, oh, oh, sorry, for every five bananas I'm going to give you, you need to give me seven apples. Right? It means somehow the value of the apple is no more equal to yeah. the banana. What do you think the people in town A will start doing? When they start saving and start producing, like holding yeah. bananas Definitely. at every point in time, if they if they continue to see that the value of the apple, like they went today and they say, oh, five apples to buy an iPhone. Tomorrow is seven apples to buy an iPhone. Next tomorrow is nine apples to buy an iPhone. But throughout all this, they continue to see that it's only five bananas you need to buy an iPhone. What do you think they'll start doing? They will start exchanging their apples for bananas at every point in time, knowing fully well that what the value of the banana is going to be very, is going to be, is not volatile. And so everybody will start keeping bananas in their house. It's the same thing. It's just, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's math. It's basic math and simple Man. economics. It's simple. Yeah. Which is what everybody should. They need to make this thing compulsory. Basic math and economics, like that economics That's that they teach in secondary school, they need to they need mm -hmm. to teach that thing all the way. I'm serious now because if you go and do sciences in in university, they don't teach you anything in economics. They need to teach that thing all the way through. People need to understand basic like simple economics and and basic math. We have a problem with numbers in this country. You see someone just tweet something. Oh, somebody has five hundred million dollars. Something. Is, is, like, is, is this the same country that we don't know how many we are? Yeah, that one. Yeah, we can't even conduct yeah, we'll the foundation. If you can't even conduct proper census, how will we not start appreciating numbers? Hmm. You know. I think I think just like basic math, we struggle with it a lot, and I think we can do better. I think we can do better. Yeah, Anyways, we can. We can. Yeah. That's that's uh, so many too many things to rant about, right? Yeah, so many too many, to rant too many about. things. It's just. Well, let's talk yeah. about this whole hoarding hoarding thing, right? So yeah. In the in 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 the news, we've seen some videos of factories and warehouses. Not factories, actually, warehouses yeah. being broken into. I think most mm -hmm. mostly yeah. in the north. Those are the videos I saw, and the reports were around. Oh, people were hoarding, yeah, know, food items, and people were hoarding, you know, things around food items, um, um. And, and and stuff like that, right? Yeah, just the things we consume the most in Nigeria. Yeah, consumable yeah. goods, you consumable know, and all goods, that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, there were other tweets and people countering to say that, see, people are not hoarding these things. These are warehouses where wholesalers keep wholesalers and retailers keep consumable items that they end up selling. Yes, that's not right? on the that's not on the shelf. Yeah, that's not on the shelf. See, yeah. everybody who runs a supermarket, I'm sure you know everybody listening here go, on, on the pod. We all go to supermarkets. Every supermarket has a warehouse where they will store yeah, definitely. Food, right? Because everybody, you know, retailers go to wholesalers, right? So manufacturers give it to the distributors. The, the distributors end up giving it to selling. When I mean giving, selling, right? Giving it to selling it to the wholesalers. The retailers then go to the wholesalers and 
and sell to mm-hmm. like the everyday people, right? Some supermarkets are big, so they act as wholesalers, and so if they go from wholesalers directly to the um, yeah. to the end consumers. The more you buy in bulk, the better your spread is because you can yeah. then buy cheaper, right? And so if you are going to buy, I don't know, anything, rice, beans, whatever, you are buying it in bulk, you are storing, and then you are selling. Why do people think that that storage process in a warehouse is hoarding? Like, who's, it, it, have, have we gotten to the point where you know, this poverty thing has now like deluded us. Yeah. We're all deluded and we are now so hungry that we have started to act barbaric to the point where, and you know, I'll tell you how dangerous this is to the point where you see a wholesaler storing something in the warehouse and the first thing to think is, oh, you are hoarding the food. Yeah. You know, Nigerians are not like yeah. the greatest critical thinkers. So we'll move off emotions and just sentiments and here we are. Nobody, I'm sure that angle that you brought now, most, if you tell it to most people out there, you are speaking Latin. I'm, I'm actually not surprised that the government the government is doing this. Um, because one thing you trust the Nigerian government to do is to do the wrong thing, right? <laughs> I'm just surprised at the level of support we have seen about this move, or even on social media. Do you guys get, like, I see people like even supporting the government's move Nigerians are Nigerians' worst problem. How can you be holding goods and selling it for? And I'm like, do you people understand? <laughs> so it's just it's just that level of support that has made me like that has shocked me the most. Not just like government doing it. And Nigeria is just unexplainable. Uh, if they explain Nigeria to you and you and you understand, it, that means they didn't explain it well. They for you. So like, oh. what do you want to do? Are we a free market? Like. There's several things governments can do to this, hedge against, like yeah. you know, like increasing increasing prices. Like there's so many things. Like there's so many things, right? And when I see like countries, like other countries doing it, America did it during COVID when like the prices of masks was like really really going mm-hmm. ridiculously high, right? The government did just said, well, you know what? We bring in our, we manufacture our own, yeah. flood the market with it, and that will reduce the prices of the other ones in the market, and it did. They licensed the the they licensed more like manufacturing firms, empower them to start manufacturing masks. And before you knew it, there was like a lot of mask like products in the market, and the prices came down. You know, I'm just going to arrest people for holding something like this is similar to what are we are we are we in a free economy? Are we in like what, what are we doing? You know. <laughs> I this is similar to what ha- happened to Buhari's re- yeah, when Buhari's first regime as a military dictator. I know there was something like this where people were, mm-hmm. they started breaking into shops and saying people were hoarding goods and stuff like that. And there was much, major inflation during that period also. Yep. Yeah. Buhari is like simulation like that. Like everything that Buhari did in, 2020, in 2015 to 2023, right? Everything, you can find newspaper articles yeah. about the same thing. Join his first yeah. stint as military president. From the narrow design to inflation to everything, everything, anything you know Buari for, in tw- between 2015, as a civilian president, he did it as a military president. Same thing, Fam, same idea. So crazy. And that's two decades apart. And yes, and you know why that can happen, or we can allow that to happen, is because even though it was documented then, 
which I don't even think was properly documented. Strange, right? I still find. I mean, you know, when we mean documented, ah, yeah, it was, it was, it was properly documented. It's it properly documented. Yes. It was in all the newspapers, it was on the covers, it was everywhere. The problem is that yeah, okay, the access, access, access to that information, to documentation. Okay. You understand? Like, if I want to read a newspaper from like nine, we've talked about this like several times, right? Washington Post, Easy. I can pull up a article from 1985. Easily now I can pull it up. If you gave me there's a 1983 article on Abiola yeah. that I, we we talked about. All the Washington major articles Post. on June 12, 1993, whether whether Abiola dying or Abacha dying, you'll find them in New York Times or Washington yeah. Post. It's there. As it happens, or the next you day, can, you can it. literally just put your keyword in there. Boom, boom, boom. Everything comes out right. We can't do that, and that's why something like what for very, very archiving important. is very important. You know, because you can actually go there now, use your keywords, and then it will bring out the article, and you can then read it, which I, you know, um, I feel like a lot of people should do. But, of course, it's not popular, and it wasn't popular in 2015 when he was running for president. What baffles me the most is people who were alive then, when this man wanted to run for a second time, mm -hmm. right? The narrative was different. You hear people saying, ah, Buari was a tough man. Him and Idiagbon. I remember if people are, if people just go around and start increasing price of their goods like this, they will find yeah, it so. and scatter their shop. Look at the way yeah. they sold that story now. You think, oh, that's a really dope thing to do. But that was not what was happening. What was happening was what yeah. is happening now, which is you're trying to fix a price in a free market. And we live in a yeah. capitalist system, right, where I should be able to say so, so, the price so. of my good is, you know, I'm selling this piece of biscuit that everybody's selling for five naira. I'm selling it for twenty naira. But if every other person is selling for five naira, nobody comes to my store, and then you have you have to yeah. lower your price. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't need market the government to, the, the market to determine what price you sell your stuff. You know the issue with the that's boring so, thing. Eh? And that's where the, the issue with the boring thing is that play. Nigerians have short memory syndrome. So because almost every ruler we've had, right, becomes worse or decreases, you know, becomes worse. We now go because ah, the, the, the last president wasn't so bad though. So that's what happened. Imagine you now having IBB and Abacha back to back. People like that worried that time, sir. You fought corruption, no. You fought, and that is what we held on mm. to 2015, mm. where we where Jonathan with his inadequacies was now painted as more or less ineffective. And people now longed for Bari to come. Even though Obasanjo warned us, there are many warnings Obasanjo give that this guy is not economically sound to to lead Nigeria, but we're like, that's Obasanjo Obas talking, and eight years down the drain. Now, the, over the course of the week, we've seen how they forged somebody's signature, how money has got, went missing under his supposed stringent administration. Yeah. And I feel that what Tinubu is dealing in, with in year one, not to absorb Tinubu of what has happened or the way he has handled things, is because of the way the way um, Buari ran the country for eight years. Yeah. Hmm. That's it. So, right now, the economy has just totally crashed. The economy that Buari was holding delicate, delicately mm -hmm. has not crashed. And the new guys don't even know it because, <laughs> like, oh, you go to a house, somebody sells you a house, and they say it's very good. You enter, and after day two, the roof starts falling. And things just start falling in the house. And guys, you don't even know where to start. Imagine you going into the new office and they're telling you that uh, some uh, this amount of money was missing. You check what was happening in CBN and you're like, 
Akwabi was said today or yesterday that they don't know which crime that they can use to trial uh, Emifili. That they just too many things. They don't know what to pin on him because <laughs> the options are too much. <laughs> so, yeah, Tidubu hasn't like responded, you know, adequately too. But the, we can't take away the the problematic effects of the last eight years, or some even say ten or fifteen years. Self, we are here. We are here because of the choices we made, the leaders that we voted in or we didn't vote for, or the people that we didn't pressurize to do better things. And you know, like Nigerians now, we are crying to God now. And God is like, I don't know all about that. You guys voted your people, so adios. Okay, I want to know something, right? I want to know, like, what was happening in, I think it was Kano, I believe. I put this in the group. I just want to pull it up real quick. I put the screenshots, what's happening in Kano. I just want to confirm. Great. Katsina. The executive governor of Katsina State, Malamdiko Umaru Rada, in the exercise of the powers conferred upon him by the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, has amended and signed an executive order cited as the Food Security Order banning an illegal hoarding of food and essential commodities in the states. So, as a warehouse or like as a wholesaler now, or like I own a supermarket and I then have like bulk, you know, um, bulk items in my warehouse, if, if these guys task commission, um, tax um, um, force then stumble on my warehouse and see all this and then they say I'm hoarding food. What then happens? Are they seizing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking it or are they saying, oh, start selling this thing immediately? I guess I want to know what's going to I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's... Okay, let me, okay let, me, let me answer this. Let me answer this um, question for you, right? Telling them to sell it, the best option from both is to say, go and start selling this thing immediately, right? And what do we know the Nigerian government to do? Not to do the best thing. So I guess this is the other option. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, this is some wild ass stuff. It means that people can't keep stuff. Do you know do you understand what's going to start happening? Yeah. I tweeted a an Al Jazeera article from 2014, right? And I before that, you know, um for me, like this whole thing around inflation and all that, we've been following Venezuela. If anybody knows me, right, I've been talking about Venezuela since maybe 2016, you know, back then. Then after Venezuela went so far ahead, Argentina followed. And so I've been talking about Argentina. There's a very popular video I've been sharing about Argentina's inflation. And if you watch the video, you can just see like Nigeria just in the background, you know, <laughs> following the same steps and taking the same path. So this Venezuela article from 2014, Right, written by Chris Arsenault in 2nd of March. The headline is, Is Hoarding Causing Venezuela's Food Shortages? The subtext is, As bizarre as it may seem in a country with the world's largest oil reserves, all agree food hoarding is a real problem. Doesn't that just sound like what is going on in yeah, Nigeria? Yeah, but we right don't now? read now. We don't, we don't see signs like this. We believe... Exactly, yeah. exactly the same yeah. thing. The same thing. There's a there's a there's an excerpt I, I, I put out. It says the idea of hoarding has been evolving, right? A journalist investigating shortages at a newspaper seen it as pro-opposition. First the government said businessmen were hoarding food. 
then the line changed to people to saying people were hoarding food by buying too much at a time. <laughs> oh, yeah, Can you see where we're going? Now, this, now they say that 40% of the food is disappearing from shelves because of bootlegging and sending it illegally to mm -hmm. Colombia. That was what was happening in Venezuela. Right? Another screenshot I put out was the government claims hoarding is part of an economic war launched by its capitalist opponents. But Rodriguez said that the phenomenon is commercial, not political. Prices for basic products are regulated, she said. So traders prefer to sell on the black market for inflated prices rather than to the government stores or distributors. The last time I placed an order for flour, the distributor who deals directly with the factory said they didn't have any. So I had to buy from an informal distributor at a higher price. I have to pay 100% markup on milk. Do you see where we are going yeah. with this thing? First of all, it's going to start off with what? Oh, it is the stores that are hoarding, the businessmen that are hoarding. Then when you start buying in bulk, they'll start saying, ah, ah, why are you buying in bulk? You're buying too much. This literally happened in Venezuela. So we are the first step now, which is what? The hoarding thing. Yeah. It's sad to see this thing happen in real time, like unfold in real time, and you're seeing what's happening. Like um, it's shocking. I don't know if the president has put out, um, I don't know what his plans are for this. Because this sounds like code red, like emergency, emergency. I don't know if he has like a a council for this, um, but uh, it's not looking good for. It's not looking good in all aspects. It's the security, there's farming, the economy is shit. Uh, labor wants to go on strike, which is um, you know. Well, what what he want this this first year of his presidency has been the worst case scenario possible for Nigeria, and then. Um, we are here based on the decisions we've made as a nation. It's not, it's not more, more than that. Adebayo came out over the week and said uh, we should all pray. So, Osage and Steve, I guess you guys should pray because me, I'm not praying. Um, yeah, you are, you are, you are okay, beating good, me and good. I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> 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 I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not left <laughs> anything with Adebayo, I'm not going to be beaten into it. I'm just going to pass it by. Just like the team. If I say anything like concerning the Kardashians, Bobriski, when I say Adebayo, I just move. Because every me everybody day in day. Did did we actually confirm that the government was about to like um, pay subsidy for um and pre um pay pilgrimage right? Wait, I've been seeing that that I, I can't confirm about it. how much they want to pay for that. Can I ask but a I, question? I haven't Can I ask a question? Yeah, I haven't confirmed it. That would be mad. I've been seeing one ridiculous amount, like two point something billion. I've been seeing that amount of money, and that the the budget for education was not passed or so. But that you know, but I can I, I ask I a question. Know, Why do like we I even pay confirm. for pilgrimage? Whether it's the Muslim one or the Christian one? Why? If you want to go and have a higher connection with your God, then you should obviously fulfill. Pay for the bill yourself. That should not be on taxpayers' money. But these are the things we you we, we these are things that started from the oil boom. We had to the oil boom was the cost of Nigeria with it again. Or the major cost you know, of Nigeria. So like and like what how 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 incompetent can you be that you had money and the first thing you started doing was just to start paying for yourself to, to transport people to go to the to to the 
to the religious houses, countries or something, something, just to pray for Nigeria with the with the idea that they're going to pray for Nigeria. That's Nigeria to be be because you know the prayer and just if we don't we don't go far by now. Yeah. And it's just interesting mm -hmm. because you 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 remove subsidy on, on the dollar. You said okay, let the dollar be up. You know, just let, let it reflect the market forces. So everything, even um, foreign education, everybody is going to source the dollars themselves. Then you are saying, I want to so I want to pay subsidy for you to go and pick and pick me um, just to travel because of religion. Um, and I just I had this hesitancy to to go confirm it because i didn't want to like confirm my fears <laughs> that it's true so that's one of the reasons i've not even gone to confirm if it's true or not you know just because i was just scared of just maybe renew my own day you know hmm. yeah sorry what's this i also hear that there was there's been a an increase in i don't know export yeah, tax or something in, was was import imports, or they increased like twice in a week yeah, imports. Yeah, yeah, import tax. Yeah, I don't think um, everybody. I don't think the economic it. council is actually doing their job. <laughs> um, but Tinubu's model of governance, at, at, at least his most successful thing as a governor in governance is just internal generated revenue, right? It's something that he really, really carries. But how do you know, tax this part of and bro? Because there are more Nigerians, there are more Nigerians into poverty. Was it not what we're hearing all through the elect, all through the campaigns? He grew Lagos State's revenue, even when even when Obasanjo was trying to stifle him. There's no there's no Obasanjo. How did he do it? Increasing. It's a simple it's a simple book now. So you know, first of all, I think I'm not like a government, but I think you need people like Patu, Tommy, and Sanusi. As your economic advisors right now, because I don't see what all that your economic team is doing. You know, Sanusi said this thing like ten years ago, and I remember Diziani was at that panel. He said there will be tears in this country that the pain, in the pain and suffering in this country will be unbearable if we don't adjust things right now. And nobody listens. Nobody. Yeah, That was Okonjo's main. That was his her main point for the during the for the removal yeah. of subsidy in two thousand twelve. Like we better, we better start going through this yeah. thing now, right? Yeah. And you know, that's going to be really, really hard if we don't do that. Yeah. And we didn't listen to them. We said like, um, we said the APC we said was like smart enough. The, the, the current the APC was smart enough to politicize that whole thing. Um, really, really smart. And um, that's what propelled yeah. them into power. They use know. the frustration so, of Nigerians. Yeah. It made them heroes. That they now use that as a yeah. and. Wari wasted That's eight years. He waited to the literally the last month of his tenure to say he's no more paying for subsidy, which was a coward. No. That's a coward's move. That's very that cowardly. Coward. Yeah, coward. the last yeah. month, the June yeah. after you left, say you said I'm not paying. After June, I'm not paying subsidy again. Like bro, and he ran away. Ran I now says uh, he cannot work freely among his people. Ah. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. Sorry to start on it. Oh, Nigeria, we do everybody know. We can't. What do you want to be? What do you want to be talking about? That is happy. So the question, the question now is right because everybody cannot japa. Everybody cannot hear. You know, earn in uh, in. Japa, uh, you get. To, you have to get to a certain level for you to japa. As an, as a, as, 
as a as a in fact right now <laughs> to Jackpa to Canada to Jackpa to anywhere <laughs> it it has to be you need you need at least for a family of three you need maybe nothing less than maybe 30 yeah. million naira correct me yep. if i'm wrong Steve. well guess what Osagi? Yep. as a single person you probably need about 15 well, to Osagi guess what? Yep. Nigerians will hustle that money. Yes. Yeah, I know. Everybody will. Uh, yeah, it's not even possible yeah, for 200 million people possible. to leave that yeah. country. That's a crisis. No, that is a world so population crisis that alone. That's a crisis. So that's, the question now true. is, as a Nigerian earning Naira in, in, in Nigeria, how do you, you know, um, make it work for you. How do you how yeah. do you protect yourself? Yes, how do you cope, right? Yourself? How do you cope? You're battling with inflation every day. You're buying food. You're buying food, bro. Food prices now. You get into the store. You want to buy one or two things. Your bill is sixty bro, something. Even seeing food from where to a carton, a carton of a carton of noodles. Yeah, even seeing food. Now. Drugs. If you need drug, like drugs monthly, that shit is skyrocketing. There is no short term short term yeah. answer out of this. So the thing we'll be running, the thing we'll be running for no as a country, we are now to fix it to make sure that this democracy or this system of governments, whether it's parliamentary, because we're arguing about bringing back parliamentary this week, is going has to work for everybody. Has to work for every Nigerian. How did how did Venezuela Osagi come out of it? <laughs> I've never even bothered to even check. <laughs> okay. I'm, it, sorry. I'm sorry. Is it a comment? Who said they come out of it? My guy. <laughs> Venezuela. How about Greece? I thought Greece was in this too. Greece is on. Because I think people could never withdraw money from Greece. From their banks, they couldn't withdraw. The best people to look at are all producing states. You understand? Look at the oil producing states. The, the, see, why Nigeria's story is very similar to Venezuela and Argentina is that we all oh, focused on yeah. what's on oil and forgot to, to develop the other parts other, of the economy. To other things that you can export. That's Nigeria's program. Ah, oh, man, there's a guy on Twitter. I don't know if you guys know him, right? His name is Yinka Ogunubi, I, I believe. He did a... Yes, he did. I, I sent it to the group. He actually did. He did a monologue earlier today, and he basically just broke down the story of Nigeria, which is very simple. We were, we you know, uh, we discovered oil, and yeah. it became it our cost problem. Us. It was a, it was good. It was good for a long while because that was the only thing we now started. It wasn't the only thing we we're exporting. We we're exporting a series of things, right? And we discovered oil and we stopped focusing on the other things to do to export. And we started to only focused on oil. And because people were ready to buy our oil and the price of oil was going yeah. in the market, Nigeria became very rich. I already yeah. talked about this story where one of the heads Go of on. state was not... Uh, Go on, said. Yo, Osage, we have so much money. We have, we have so much money. They say, you know, first stack will be the national theater, will be the housing estate, will build new hotels, just because we have this fucking money. Yeah, and when it yeah. Came, 
when the oil crashed, when the oil book crashed, that began. That from the 80s, that's when Nigeria has never left the ghetto. From that 80s, like this or more, now the rougher rougher is today. You understand? So before people were born, your life has been because you are going to be born in Nigeria. Your life has been scripted. You don't have control over it. The naira was one fifty cobra one time. Fifty cobra to a dollar one time. You understand? And so, because you are born and domiciled in this part of the world, you really don't have control of it. You think you have control of your life, but you think because every day you think, oh, I wake up every day, I, you know, go to work and all that. But you see, that's Coursera cost <laughs> that just costs for something dollars every month that should have been one-to-one and cost you 40-something naira. Right, because the value I'm not saying for for forty naira now. Yeah, the value values. But you get my point, right? So we focused on oil, just like Venezuela and Argentina. I forgot to think about every other thing we export. The prices of oil crash, and then stock. We and we now bring the subsidy. And we still mentioned this on the pod, right? it's still very difficult to export things. The individuals, the private business, the businessmen who are trying to export things outside of this country still find it difficult to export things out of this country. If we know that exporting is the solution we should be facing, why is it difficult to export you know why? items out of this country? If we know that that is what can bring dollars in, and make the Naira what valuable. I think I know the answer. Why? Nigerian leadership is doesn't exist to solve problems. It exists to hold the status quo, to manage the, this thing so that money can be siphoned out of this country. Nigerian leaders don't know how to solve problems. They are not forward thinking, they're not progressive. They don't see how to get rid of obstacles. It's just to manage the situation for four, eight years until the next person comes and has his own share of the economy that is it because you cannot tell me that with all the minds now that we have for, they took from alausa and they transplanted to Asho rock they have not figured this out by now i don't want to believe they, they've not figured it out they just do this on purpose because they're not they're not there to solve problems they're just there to keep everything going and we enjoy our own our own that's it yeah and you know when we talk about government governance right I don't think maybe like our choice, like the, the the outcome of our election, right? A different outcome would have given us a different situation right now. Because I believe what Nigeria is going through is necessary for it to correct um, its years, its years of um, uh, wastefulness, right? Um, but I think the manner we're going through it is yeah. just my own issue. Um, the government is not. If the president is not showing enough concern, we're not getting enough communication. There's still this, you know, there's there's still that trust because this government does not have the trust of the people. We I think that would have been different. Cutting. We do yeah. not see the cost cutting from the leaders. Nothing, yes. We've not seen you nothing. Look, yeah. For example, now the whole country yeah. is in darkness, right? And there's no there's no like communication to say this is what is wrong. This is why we don't have light. Like People are on social media talking about these things and no official government yeah. statement has come out to say this is what is happening and this is what I mean, we are doing to correct it. You know, yeah. it's just everybody's just I mean, it's the, just an autopilot. The Minister of Power Everybody comes out to make a statement, but his statement found, sounds very condescending. 
oh the federal government cannot afford to pay subsidy on electric this thing anymore or they don't have money for gas i'm like it this is not you pass a message it is condescending. Yeah, you can't send this kind of message to millions of nigerians who are in darkness at night you can hear babies cry because their parents can't afford fuel or they even have generators hmm. these are i'm talking about newborn babies hmm. your president has something as as important as electricity Tinubu should have made a statement, a, a televised statement already, and say this time frame, or this is the short, this is the short solution, and this is the long term solution. What what is happening? Everybody's just doing jamboree. They're going to go and do Africa Development Bank something, something. All these big big English that will never affect, that will never impact Nigerians. That's what they are all going to go and do. Hey, oh wow. Now, what for IMF says that oh. we should remove um, subsidy from petrol and electricity. Uh, but see, can Nigerians afford electricity without subsidy? You have to understand it yeah, from IMF. They are the economists. Um, they are looking at this in terms of data and numbers. Yes, and they are also tired of government's lending. Yeah. The government is still borrowing just to run to run it's like government. when it does not make sense. A business acquires another business, right? And they merge. You know, some people have to go. And the guys in charge of that don't see the human angle. They don't look at numbers. Oh, 500 people have to go and they fire them. So that's what IMF is yeah. doing. They're looking at IMF you in terms of balance sheets. Economics, don't care how many Nigerians yeah. are poor. It's their job to take. And that is the painful thing that has to happen in Nigeria. But, you know, everybody is, you know, <laughs> well Gucci, so... Now, wow, that's the title of this board. Now, yeah. wow, but now, <laughs> so, you don't, so you don't repeat. I'm tired. Ah, now, Riwa, yeah, Riwa. Since I came back, yeah, I came back. I just, I've just been sad. In short, from the airport, you could see everybody on my on our flights, you could see that like that depression just setting in from the realization that guy, I'm back. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like, back to the like you could see so today one woman one woman at my back was just she was just like saying that nobody should just venture beggar for money at this airport that she might just snap it's like she was just like she was just so angry you know i turned my was it, I turned was, it was it terminal one or terminal two you, you landed at terminal one you okay. know i, oh, I turned I, I looked at her i just i, I just laughed she said my brother i don't i don't send you make everybody know just near me i said no I said, don't worry, nobody will near you. Even your face alone, because she was so like she was frowning, like you know, you see that bro, like people were not even excited to go home. Like you could see it, you could just sense it. Everyone was just like really down. And, well I, I just I just pray. Um I, I give I give it I give it I hope like you know, like my predictions are always I say, you know what, in November, December 2024, things will like really, really settle and it resets, kind of. You know, but I, I'm just being optimistic about it, not realistic. Yeah. Um, being realistic about Nigeria is very, very frightening. So, yeah. we choose to go this the other time way. We have to start asking ourselves like hard questions on the people. Like, who do we want to lead us? Let's forget yeah. this whole tribal and whether uh, not Christian or Muslim. Like, who are the people leading us in this country? Yeah. Secondly, is this system of yeah. this system of governance is it working? Is this truly a federation where we are all changed to only one product oil? Where some states will produce, will create the money and they'll now have to share equally with other states that don't do anything. 
we have to start asking ourselves that is this really benefiting the whole of Nigeria? And we have to start looking critically at other elected officials, senators, House of Reps, governors. These people are more, they've done a lot of damage that a lot of presidents have done in the last, since 1999, since they came back to Nigeria. And we have to start taking governors seriously as a people. Until we do that, we'll continue making these mistakes and the pain will be unbearable as we go. I saw a report that says half of the states in Nigeria did not produce any ID. Um, How did IGR? they produce these states? Uh, okay, please. So I think my people in one area, they need to, they need to, we need our own state because some people are pressing them. They create fear, 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 fear. So you have zombie states where the government is the highest employer of labor. Those are the states where you hear governor says two weeks of public holiday. Imagine you declare two weeks of public holiday in Lagos. <laughs> Who's going to listen to you after the third day? Ayo, can you bite the bullet and mention? I can't remember the states. I think it was one of these states. I think it was. I can't remember the states. We were paused then. The governor came out. I think it was to do. I think what's the one of the. I think it was. Um, I think it was. What's the one of the state that does the carnival every year? The December carnival. I think the governor once said there were two weeks of public holiday. And I'm like, what? Yeah, remember getting to the end of the year, the guy said, like, state yeah, workers... The one, the one governor candidate, I don't know if he made it. He said every Friday, there'll be free beer in the whole city. In the whole state. And people were jubilant. Free beer. Why does that state... That's what that's where revolution is coming. When you start increasing beer anyhow, that's why you need our more alcoholics will form will form their political party. I'm trying to look at the states that were created in '96. That was the last time we yeah. created states. Yeah, like, you know, and that but, is. Uh, but also, I think that was among, among them. them. Um, because they took it from Delta, River States, and um, yeah, Delta, Delta, and Potter and Rivers. Yeah. Um, they also one of the right? Was, I think it was in '96. Yeah, I'm on the Wikipedia page now. Um, so yeah, Ekiti by yeah. Elsa Nasarawa. Zamfara, yeah. Gombe, and Nikiti, yeah. Gombe. And you know, there's, the, I, I don't know, I, you, you, did you see the report that they are advocating Most for. Yes, my people are creating for, they are advocating, yeah. they say they're not yeah. in state. I don't know what the fuck that means, but. Farm Niger states. Bro, those are the places where I'm tired of Nigeria. Niger states is Niger is biggest yeah. like um like um um we almost an hour into the podcast. Let's let's um talk yeah, about yeah, something more positive. Do. So that our our that's listeners will not be like really, now. really they're gonna get okay, depression. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, give me their shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. All right, so let's talk about there. something more positive. <laughs> Rocket man, as I said, oh my Idris god, oh. it's, it's, I won't say I won't use the word positive. Uh, no, I, I'll, 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 I'll take, I'll take this. I'm being sarcastic. I know, I know, I know. I'll, yeah. still take, I'll still take this. Yeah, 
So what's, what's up? Our um, Afro so response. The podcast, you know how they do. They normally put a teaser. I don't think that Idris, Idris Abukarim um, interviews out yet. I'm not sure. But they put out a teaser, and mm-hmm. you know Idris Abukarim, very very combative human being. He doesn't he doesn't back down for anybody. And I think he made a statement concerning Bonaboy when Bonaboy said nobody paved the way for him in the industry. That he's self basically self made. And this was like, how can you say that when we, I think he now referenced the whole 50 cent issue thing. And you know Bonner now, I think Bonner is, Bonner is quick to jump on his account and let off a few shots, um, saying this and that and that. And it is to not back down, it is to not make the counter statement. Before you know it, Polokoye of uh, P-Square, in case anybody can remember P-Square, um, came out to say, came out to come and attack um, Idris Abdul Karim that you've always claimed that you were the ones that fought for Nigerian music industry but we too also fought and I think he also referenced that whole 50 Cent Idris um, concert thing and before you know it old heads are not arguing talking about the whole issue I saw that it should keep going live concerning this whole incident because I think it's close to both artists um, yeah so that is what's happening it's just Idris being Idris and Bonaboy being born a boy at the end of the day. No, there's no biggie. Nobody should lose any sleep over it. My issue is that if you have somebody like Idris Abdul Karim, I think it's very important to ask him about his formative years, the background, remedies, what led to the creation of the remedies and all that. Because we don't have that on record. But if you come out and ask... I'm both, if, if, yeah? I, if I don't know yeah. that... If you just come out and ask trigger questions, I understand why they have to do it. Because, bro... That's what they're in. It's very nice. They have to pay the bills. The cameraman has to get paid. Everybody, every, the business has to make profit. And we know that in Nigeria, if you want to make money short term, appeal to the to the mob. So I guess they have, they've appealed to the mob anyway. But me just being selfish, looking at it from a journalistic view, like at least you can ask me the trigger questions, but ask like the background questions also that so that 20 or 30 years from now, you know, people can reference your podcast and be like, okay. This is this is this is how it went down in nineteen ninety eight and nineteen ninety nine. But I guess everybody has to be fed, so shout out to Clout. Yeah. Yeah, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I understand uh, what uh, you know, just talking about the, the the referencing the or reacting to the last part of what you just said. Um I think you can actually do both. If you're looking for your shock value content you can do it and you can also um ask those questions that are that will serve as um um historic references or references to things that have happened in the past we usually did it with i mean a great example is the case solo episode or the um, blackface episode we once did right it was quite controversial and black said everything but i think the most important thing was that we were able to curate the timeline and build some stories from what happened. There are a lot of things he said that have never been said before, and he gave us insights as to yeah. what has happened in the past. So I think you can actually do both. But for you to be able to do both, you also must have the requisite yeah. experience right, to do it. And the second thing is, as you mentioned, what is the motive? Yeah. What is the motive? I think for me, 
it's more interesting to talk about if I have Idris as a guest to really talk about the origins because he was there, yeah. the origins of Afrobeats. Idris was there pre-99. He was he, like he's part yeah. of the nucleus of what happened. Whether he's referencing what happened at Kenny's Music as a label or the formative years of the Remedies or an, for being an outsider looking at what was mm -hmm. happening with Plantation Boys. Or, Even his know, solo career. So many things, you know, producers, his solo career, you know, uh, all of that, right? Idris has a fascinating story. Idris was going to... Um, uh, what you call it? Yeah, he went to that yeah, no, he he came back. He was trying to, yeah, and you know that's like an amazing story. Then how did you get the music? Was that the shocker that convinced him, right, to get into music? Back in the music, then you know he went to meet Kenny Gungwe. He left Kenny's music. He came back. Like there's so much story around that inspiring story, right? Yeah, even his health gave him yeah. a kidney, right? So, and I'm sure. He, you know, because we're only seeing a snippet. So I'm yeah, sure we can't do the also, podcast of this. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think. I think a lot. Maybe not stuff that has to do with the music, but stuff that has to do with the life. Life. I think okay. part of it will be will be. Talk about Plantation Boys. So, but, ah, but not the clip that came out was not a nice clip. You know, also, so well. And it's always like derogatory and all that, right? And there's a see, like you said, is motive at the end of the day. If your motive is to curate history. Yeah. You know the kind of questions you ask. Even when the person is going down the path, you can always pull the person back. And I think it's like, for him, I think you even value it more if you are really focused on listening um, and discussing him, discussing his music, uh, and, and all of that. But, to, uh, own, you know, to each his own. Whatever feeds you, last, last. So, yeah, man. What basically, you know, is being said here is go and lock down your English interview. You know, I think it was a response to what to Charlie Boy's interview with them because Charlie Boy made reference that who 50 cents it is a recurring issue. So it just came and it is also tackled Charlie Boy, too. Yeah, mm hmm. And on the, on the flip side, yeah. it's good to see Idris doing well. He almost lost his life and all that, so it's good to see him doing well and all that. Now, this whole you know, pave the way, blah blah blah. You guys already know where I sit on this one, right. No ideas original, there's no new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done, right? For everything you're doing has been built on something else. And that's the way, fam, it's it's basically the whole concept of life. This laptop yeah. we're using, right, only exists because somebody wrote a program True. 50, 60 years ago, right? And so the whole thing is built on everybody's a participant, an active participant in contributing to yeah. something, right? But it's also built on something. That's the way it works. You know, Burner Boy is currently paving the way for some of the artists that we are going to experience. But well, you know how life works. You know how life works. The artists he paved the way for yeah. will also come out and say, Burner Boy didn't pave the way for them. Because you put that energy out. Yeah, see, I don't see why people feel pained. When people say that, you know, why I don't feel, I don't, I don't reason, I yeah. don't feel why people feel pained, because the yeah. truth is the truth. Whether someone denies the truth or someone says this is not yeah. the truth, the truth is the truth. So if someone comes and says nobody paved the way for me, I did this shit on my own. Everybody should just say, okay, if that's cool. how you feel, that's fine. If you tell me what the truth is, yeah. like nobody should yeah. get mad at anybody. Yeah. 
you tell me to write an article on Bonner Boy, I'll mention the artist who stylistically automatically paved the way for him to get there. Whether he agrees or not, whether his fans agree or not, that is the truth. That is out there. It's simple. So when Bonner says what he has to say, I guess it's for it is for his image and for his persona. But if you know Nigerian music, it's fine. What let him say whatever he wants to say. But at the end of the day, we all know how he got here. You know, and there are two ways to look at it. I look at it from the oh, like how was the industry built? You know, people can look at it yeah. from a musical standpoint. Oh, my sound was like this, and it probably inspired you. I think that's subjective, right? Even though you would definitely take styles from somebody, you're an artist, you listen to music before you started making music, so you're inspired one way or the other, right? But I'm even looking at it from an infrastructure mm. point of view, which is if we didn't fight these establishments to get these kind of deals, yeah, this wouldn't have happened. You know, one of the most prominent endorsement deals was Davido's MTN deal. With, um, when they did that Mafikizulu thingy. MTN. Yeah. yeah, before the Mafikizulu thingy. I remember where they did the... the DC. This was when they said doing endorsement deals and the... Um, unveiling mm. happened somewhere on the mainland they had they hadn't even started going to the island to mm -hmm. go and do all these endorsement deals and you know launch and everything it happened on the mainland and davido signed that deal 2012 i think he posted the checks eh? Bro, he posted the I check on know. online yeah you know i think it was yeah. like i remember me hitting up isa and saying is it true and he said yes it's true you know and that gave birth to a lot of other brands working with artists you know and striking endorsement deals and all that that paved the mm -hmm. way for a lot of things you get what i'm saying so from even from that industry point there's so much things that have happened that give birth to you know the kind of deals that are happening now and all that so everybody is benefiting of what benefiting from what has happened in the past while they are also creating milestones that other people will benefit from you know burner boy performing at the grammys on stage is definitely going to pave the way for other african artists to be able to perform on stage yeah do you get what i mean right two-face winning the international first, award basically um, EMA. EMA. international award Paved the way for other African artists yeah. to win the award. So it's uh, as we are benefiting, you know, we're beneficiaries and benefactors yeah. at the same time. I remember time. when MI once said one story. He said, you know, this was when he was coming up and he was speaking to the band, like, man, Nigerian music, you know, like one day we're just praying that, you know, we're able to make it. And the band said to the MI, like, why are you worrying? Say, too bad, don't blow. And still, because that's blue internationally, has opened the way for us. And that's why I love when people try to shit on Two-Face and say, oh, bro, none of you out there internationally will be doing what you are doing right now if Two-Face didn't leave Plantation Boys and drop his solo album. He was a guy. So everybody paved the way for somebody, not musically, but culturally, even the infrastructure, like you said, you've paved the way for yeah. somebody. Even, even musically, if we didn't have the first iteration of Afrobeats, which was that whole... Um, the style of really um, even almost Max. copying yeah. hip hop and American music, right? Wouldn't have been able to like modify it to come yeah, up with like really good sounds, right? So no matter the role anybody like Idris, Idris wasn't just being um, 
contextual about it, you know. Um, I think even Bonaboy himself would know that the people paved the way for them. Just, you know, he's just being his own, his own yeah, brand when he says, brand. oh, I yeah, did my own and stuff like that. It's him. just brand. So I don't actually blame him. Yeah. And for me personally, yeah, I think I've taken a right. whole... I understand how to, to consume Bonaboy's stuff. Just listen to the music. Anything outside of the music, just take with the picture source. Don't just be... Listen to the music, top music, brilliant music, premium music. When it gets outside of the music and is on Twitter, just forget about it. Anything you have seen, they just forget about it. Just don't bother yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what... Have you guys seen this... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her surname. Let me see if I can pronounce it. Elsa... Majibo. COVID, Elsa Majibo. The COVID-22 yes. com comedian. Seen, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that lady, right? That's always yeah, for you. I've not seen her in minutes. Or on TikTok. No, she's always. You've never no, seen any of her. I could not. I won't lie. Oiling a video. I think the first, the, the our first two jokes were, how... were funny, but since then, I'm like, you know, you know, COVID made a lot of people from famous. So I'm like, this is it for me. Sorry. Okay, so she's been doing this thing where she stays in front of the camera and oh. applies lotion and creams oh. and perfumes to her body in excessive, oh, like wow. excessive, in my opinion. And then she talks about different things. So the one that first went viral on Twitter was when she was talking about um, one of her, her rich Nigerian friends who just came, flew out, blah, 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 right? And she was like, this is the standard. If, if nobody's doing this for you, then really, Ooh, you know what you're talking about, you know? So, of course, <laughs> yes, of course, young Nigerian men came and were mad at her, blah, blah, blah. People quoted it and all that. So there's this video she dropped recently where she's talking about her relationship with the one and only mm. Naomi Campbell. Auntie Naomi. Yep. And she's... Yeah, 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 and you know she's really, you know. Yeah, so I read upon, I read about it a few hours ago. Where she she claims Naomi blackballed her okay. because she did a documentary and she didn't let Naomi know, and Naomi tore in you also apparently. Yeah. No, no, no I just read. I, but I can't watch her videos. I just read the story. That's what I did. Okay, so she even brought the video, put the video on, on. And maybe she's. I think she's taking the video down now. But yeah, but she, she brought the video on, oh, she's deleted, I think she's deleted some of that stuff. But she basically goes on this whole story on how, you know, she met Naomi Campbell for the first time, it was an amazing experience and all that. And I think my, Naomi flew her and yeah. her brother out somewhere and, you know, advised her to actually shoot a documentary about her life living in Kenya. It's, I think she's South African living in Kenya or something and all that. And she was like, oh, you know, she, she might think of it and all that. And then life went on and she's doing her own thing. And I believe she ended up shooting something. Yeah, but yeah I think something. that's what happened. Like, and then, yeah, Naomi called her like, oh, how dare you? That's what she says. And then there was this like whole back and forth. Then says after that, things didn't progress in her life. Then she reached out to Naomi again. I was I'm not updating my own on everything she was doing. She felt like she was blackballed in a way, right? But she just came out to actually put everything out and all that. And I just, you know, and everybody's on Twitter saying, oh, why would you do that? Naomi is powerful, blah, 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 blah. You know, why would you do this? Why would you do that? But I guess she's doing I guess, it for a reason. Yeah. 
I saw some people bashing Naomi too that, don't you know. know. But I'm like, bro, you will be fine. Naomi is Naomi, man. Yeah. And, hey, man, this girl is, I think she's 21, 20. I won't be surprised. You yeah. know what the internet does? No, she's actually very young. Yeah. I think she's like 21 or 22. You know what the internet does? Once, I hate, so, it's very like social media, right? Not just the internet, right? Like, once you're popular on social media, it kind of rips you off your age. Yeah. If you, like, if you not look like a child, right? If you look like yeah, a child... People, people don't, people don't age, contextualize yeah. your, your age when talking about your... Your yeah. age, your experience, your background, it rips all those things apart. And then in the eye of whoever is consuming you, places you in their own world so at times the actions you carry out they then react yeah. to it do you get what i'm saying like when she talked about her this her rich nigerian friend who came flew out and all that blah 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 and she was like oh if you're not doing this on this level then why are you doing this i watched it and i was just like it's just a 21 year old life man <laughs> that's probably your first experience like that so you but, bro people were writing Think pieces in, in the quarter of her video. That's the thing I hear about, like social media. Yeah, everything. Twenty-one. Like they think everything requires a response, a huge, re dramatic response. I wonder how bored people are in their real life, like to be so consumed by social media, so, like so opinion. judgmental. So judgmental. Do you understand? Like sometimes I see something that's like it's not. It, it doesn't matter the grand scheme of things. Life goes. Life goes on. Yeah, it's not that serious. Yeah, yeah man. I also think if you also there are some things you want to have some opinion about, right? Some things that just like just piss you off. You know what I do? I just put in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> I will rant on the WhatsApp group. Simple. And, and I and I guess what I enjoy the varying opinions in the WhatsApp group because I'll put something there to rant and something will say your rant is not you know you know and i appreciate it because you then look at it from his perspective and then you try and argue you know his own perspective and say no blah 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 at times i just call steve steve you know this thing's on bullshit right steve might agree steve might his life and which is great you don't have a monopoly of his life the, so the right opinion like, exactly that's one thing you cannot do you cannot now force your opinion and that's what happens on twitter all day somebody comes with their own opinion another person comes with their own opinion and they're just clashing, it's like clashing, it's like the video clashing. i put out today right i mentioned orlando julius and i said late afrobeat icon and somebody went to the comment section and said no he's not doing afrobeat he, he did music i'm like <laughs> this is a man that foreign articles have clearly stated he was one of the people that inspired Fela to do Afrobeat, and he continued to do Afrobeat music. Also, he's recognized when they say they do Afrobeat like a Hall of Fame. He's clearly recognized him as Shegu Bokno, Tosi Bokno's father, and clearly regarded as some of the leading people that just, that pushed Afrobeat in the 1970s and 80s. But somebody will not be arguing. You've not read articles. You've not watched music documentaries. You've not done research. Just based off off your whims and ugh, I'm like bro it's not hard this life is not this hard bro I actually yeah. miss Orlando Julius. Dino was my neighbor for like five months 
Yeah, I never told you because I was in pause. Really? We were in pause then. I don't know if I told you. The next question will be so when is the interview ready? <laughs> yeah, but did you did it stay long? Because the moment I found out, I thought like I, I used to see his wife Elfrida on the streets. My sister confirmed that oh Orlando oh, Julius has started uh, so is it Elfrida or Yolanda? I can't remember her name. And like, Orlando Julius is living in our streets. And after like two months, they just disappeared. Latoya, sorry, Latoya. Yeah. Latoya. And they just disappeared. His wife is so Oh, more that woman, so a ginger. Energy, huh? Ginger mama. She gets ginger. ginger. She gets ginger. You know, these are people that really took yeah. the art for what it is. Orlando Julius. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, that's that's. I just wanted to say that about Elsa. Do you have any other entertainment? Not that I can think of. Nope. There's not yeah. entertainment about the country. This one is just trying to run away from his responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually did that. You understand? You understand? Yeah, cross country. Nairobi. You went Nairobi to the nightclub in Nairobi. And you absconded from your duty. Sorry, That's Steve. I was like, forgot to ask you a very important question about yeah? Kenya and Nairobi. Uh, how are the women over there? Please. <laughs> okay. I prefer not we'll, to speak. We'll talk, about, <laughs> we'll talk later. You know where we did down. <laughs> so as not to. So as not to make oh, yeah, okay. stars angry. On the WhatsApp. We'll, we'll talk on the WhatsApp. We do. No, no, no. So the, the most interesting thing was that I was having a conversation with some of my friends, like from my Kenyan, like Kenyan friends, like who are girls, like women, about the whole Valentine. You know, the Valentine. There's a conversation on Nigerian Twitter about how talking yeah, stage to buy gifts, So we're discussing. We're, I was discussing it with you know. So what started the conversation was how one of them was telling me that they grew up like watching Nigerian movies, and one thing they knew from Nigerian movies is that Nigerian <laughs> women love money. <laughs> Right, and so they were asking me if it was like a really, it was a correct representation of Nigerian women. So I now started the whole conversation about how just money drives money is like money drives everything in Nigeria, right? And women being the biggest driver of like culture, right? Once women embody something, it really goes on another level, you know. So yeah, Nigerian women like money. So the Valentine own issue came up. I used it as a reference, and they were really stunned. Do you understand, like? They were really stunned that you could, you expect a man on the talking stage to be buying you gifts. Uh, Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And for just my mind, just to shake my head for my mind, say, oh, more. You <laughs> <laughs> don't see. You understand? Yeah. So, but they're really, really beautiful. You know? Yeah. Shout out yeah. to all our African women. We love yeah, you. We are, we are, we are, we love we you all. Amazing people. Amazing, amazing people. All right, man. Should we just go into some. Yes. Let's go yep, into yep, some yep, fan yep. mail, baby. Let's go into some fan mail, baby. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, appreciation posts. Hey guys, this is my first time sending um a mail, and I just want to appreciate you guys for all you do for the music and journalist community. I also want to thank you guys for changing the perspective of young men listening to you. There are very few podcasts in Nigeria that empower young men like you guys. Thank you for all you do. Shout out, thank you too. Um, I love to listen to... 
messages like that. Yeah. It's very encouraging for me. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Um, when this, when people say, oh, we encourage like young people, men and women alike and all that. And uh, I just want to say, I feel I feel good, you know, hearing that if I, I said something that made a positive change in your life or made you carry out an action, right? Like there's a fan of the pod who, um, big fan of the pod, I don't want to mention his name and everything. And he told me that it was one of the reasons he actually relocated to Canada was Steve's constant <laughs> conversation around relocating, right? That made him eventually relocate, and he's very happy he did it. And I, you know, before this whole this jackpot thing is very big right now, but far back as 2016, 2017, 2018, Steve was on yeah, this so jackpot team back then. I was, I was staying every, I was staying every year. Canada. <laughs> yeah, you were actually on it. That's where the whole OSDC came from, right? Yeah, that's how it came about. Yeah, yeah and it, it's that's it's true. really how how I put it. You know, you you actually were telling people back then. I'm sure <laughs> you probably needed maybe six million or five million to travel out. Five million, nice. five million now. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So Steve you know? told you guys. He told a lot. I remember Steve used to say, it, "If you can't every, travel, every episode. this country." That's how the old Steve did the Canada. Yeah, that's how Steve did Canada thing started. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I I just want to say that Steve mentioned it several yeah. times. Or in Nigerian lingo, Steve mentioned it severally. You know, severally <laughs> to, to the dictionary as a Nigerian word. As it be, as it be added. Yeah, it has been official. Oh, yeah, okay. if you Google severally, you see it. Like, let me let me Google it. You see how they describe it, Nigerian. Severally. It's there. They usually even you know put there's a small quotation. Severally, Se uh -huh. yeah. So the first one is separated or separately or individually. So in the context, you can use it as the partners are jointly and severally liable. Then the second one, you see it Nigerian, many times repeatedly. I asked her severally if she was okay, and she said she was fine. <laughs> like. We've used this so much that everybody just had said, yes, this is the Nigerian version of the word, which is amazing because grammatically it's wrong, but... It hey, feels good. Because you know, like if you've used this so many times, they've not added it to the dictionary. Anyways, um, this is from... This is from Gabe. Hello, Sagzi, T2 and Steve. First time family here. I wanted to write in for a while, but I didn't know what to say. I stumbled on an episode of Loose Talk on Spotify when I nearly started to listen to podcasts late last year, and I've been a fan ever since. I went back to listen to um, the very first episode and caught up after several weeks and was entertained and educated on several topics. Shout out to you guys. Um, I'm a digital artist and I am a core member currently serving in Abuja and I'm staying with my uncle and his family for my service year. On a sad note, last Sunday morning when I, I and my uncle's family went to church, a burglar broke into the house and stole my work gadgets, my laptop, my Samsung tablet, which I used to draw, some cash, some of my clothes, and other stuff in the house. Crazy. Abuja, right? 
Yes. Everyone is fine, but I'm not. Not really. I'm the most affected by the breaking and entering, as it was my stuff that was stolen mostly. This is the first time I have been I have ever been robbed, and I'm still shaking by the thought of when I came into the room and saw that they had been turned upside down with um with my things missing. My uncle reported the case to the police, but God knows how long it would take for them to track down the burglars. I'm just starting out in life as a young Nigerian man. I work really hard to be able to save up to buy those gadgets, and having them stolen is just heartbreaking. Honestly, I got the Samsung tablet in November last year, just before I went to NYSC camp, and, it, and at the cost of 330,000 um, 330, on Jumia. And checking the price now, it costs over 500k. I don't have the money and I really need a new tablet to work as a digital artist. I already lost a gig with a client because of, because of this, as the client needed the work ASAP. I don't want to lose more jobs. Please, if it's okay with you guys, I would like to solicit for support from fellow loose talk listeners. In any way you can assist me in getting another tablet, it would greatly be appreciated. If you would like to see my work, my Instagram handle is gabron underscore art. Okay, let me check it out. So gabron underscore art is G-A-B-R-O-N underscore A-R-T. Let me check your stuff out. His name is Gabriel Onche. This is actually real good stuff. Oh, he even has a post up saying support me to buy a drawing tablet. And his account number is there. Oh, well, the animation is, is not bad though. Yeah, like yeah, very clean. Really cool stuff, man. Yeah, clean, you know. Comic, very comic like. Ah man, I really like his stuff. Alright, glue stock listeners. If you are compelled enough to support the young man, everything is on his Instagram page. You can check him out. He has a post there talking about supporting him to buy a new tablet. He has a Naira account and a dollar account. So if you need to support the young man, please, please do. Well, I really like his art. Actually looks dope. All right, man. Yeah, um, Gabriel, sorry about that. I read your email, so if anybody, you know, the Giants, the Giants are, are, they are Giants for a reason, man. And I'm sure some people will be supporting you, so I wish you all the best, and uh, I wish you bounce back very soon. God bless you. All right. Someone says, James says, hope you guys are doing well. Osage, when are you bringing oh, back? They're us on Twitter. They're handing us on Twitter and Instagram now. So Osage, please do the neutral. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you want to protest... Maybe you want us to protest to do something now. Okay, I'll tell you guys for a fact. The only reason, the only way we can bring back a music in time is only is only if I, you know, become <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only way. It's the only way. I'm serious, Ayo. You understand? Because I have to record virtually and um, locking down like guests and all that is going to be difficult. But you already have the routine, and we can like throw in these out. Uh, no, no, have record you. once a week. We can. No, no. If Ayo is going to do right. it, I will do a music in time. We can. No, I'm down. Are, are down, you, are I'm you down, down, Ayo? I'm down. Let's get it. All right, cool. All right, cool. All right, guys. A music in time. We'll start recording from March. 
We just need 12 episodes, then we're good to release. And you know, I do yeah, to record everything yeah. down before, before putting it out. All right. This is from Sonny. Sonny says, special New Year shout outs to you, our host, AOT2 lead researcher, and our uncle Osags. I really missed a lot of the episodes of the pod because I lost my airport. Mm. You feel the line, she? Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been procrastinating drafting this email because it's been a while. Funny, the first episode I listened to was Phil State. Um, all I was just saying was, damn, I need to leave this sinking ship. P.S. Would appreciate leads on travel agents who can <laughs> offer visa guides on the Netherlands, Singapore, Canada. We have some nice countries. Also, I'd like to mention that... Yeah. I'd like to mention that I'm very into freelancing and would appreciate any referrals for services that fit my profile that may cross your radar. I'm currently undertaking an NIT data analyst course, but my current role entitles around product project management, content marketing roadmap, social media brand strategy campaign, artist liaising, and AMR. My bros. Only you. Only one uh, person. The guy reminds me of me. That's how you. That's how you. That's how you hedge on this information. Yeah, like Sonny, like he he reminds me of someone who's like discovering himself and like trying to. And my brother, continue to yeah, discover yourself. I love it. Continue to discover yourself. It's the only way you find the perfect you, right, or the imperfect you, so to say. So please continue discovering yourself. And there are people like that. People are going to, you know, people are going to, you're always going to have a hand in some of those things because you understand some of those things pretty well. So um, I wish you the best in, you know, just being able to um, make the best out of like all the experiences you have in these different fields, right? All right, let's continue with the meal. It says, my contribution to the Momizi controversy and from the notion drawn by you guys was mainly the part of point of contact. And surprisingly enough, I uh, and surprisingly enough, I got to just had a conscious review of it. The part of meeting an aid is one people always overlook. You're more successful of scoring a random girl's number if you assist her with her load or pay for T fair as a, as minor as it is. It just gives you the soft landing and breaks the ice. See me, I painted somebody's house. So. I don't know about this thing you're talking about and you didn't resort to the final destination. But I get your points. And it says, and for the food being in discipline, has, I don't understand what you're talking about. Anyways, my current girlfriend came to the picture just because she opted to be my number one for a colleague's, my plus one for a colleague's wedding and saw her from a different light from there. Nice. Also, I stumbled on Bonaboy's Redemption Project and the intro was Osag's Doing some senior brother. No, it's not a redemption. It's the on the spaceship album. Anyways, lastly, before I go, I don't mind discussing the influence of Akon in co-signing Whiskey and Dido. I'm sure we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to Akon. Right now, Akon is providing. See, this light problem we're having. Mm, Where is Akon? Mm, mm. Where is Akon? This light problem we're having. Where is Akon? It's our fault. We're not welcome. I don't think it's our fault. You understand? Akon came yeah. and said, hey, man, 
first of all, I'm going to give you. I'm going to build a city for you guys. Yeah, we love that team. See, I came and said he's going to create his own cryptocurrency, a coin. We laughed at him. He said he's going to provide electricity to African cities. We laughed at him. Who do we need now? A coin, <laughs> an A coin. So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? A coin, A coin. Anyways, yeah, that's it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah. Hope you guys. Hope enjoyed. you guys had a blast. See you guys don't. Next week you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy this one next week, the, 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 the episode is everywhere because of Steve. Steve yeah. went to Nairobi, went to frolic in Nairobi. <laughs> went frolicking in Nairobi and forgot no. his duties as a podcaster. No wala. Anyways, Steve. Guys. I have your I have your no, I promised you to give you your record now. Please I have do. your record here. It's here. What the hell is this? <laughs> oh god. This is this is too far. That's OG OG Chris Brown. Thank you. I manage that. Thank you so much, my DJ, my personal DJ. an idea for a podcast or audio series but never followed up on it because you don't know where to start global village is here to help turn your dream into reality from expert scripting and seamless production to high quality audio and visual recording we make podcasting simple even remotely from our virtual studio whether you're looking to captivate podcast listeners or reach a broader audience on social media we have the tools and expertise to amplify your voice across all platforms. Don't wait any longer. Email us at info at globalvillage.studio and let's bring your podcast to life together. <laughs>